Prashad, check your trim set, check your heading norm, height heading is 074, check your altimeter set, 2946, corrected set of point elevation, 0 feet. Check your bear running 0, check your SCS 1230, 3034, check your field, check your speed up, lights out. Welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Costa, the renegade aviator. Welcome to my show, a show about aviation, a show about more than aviation. Goals, success, achievement, motivation. Don't touch that dial. Take down my phone number and call my office, 888-366-5256, 888-366-5256. Ask your questions about aviation. Ask for help regarding anything aviation. 888-366-5256. I've got a great show for you today. One of the air show pilots that you will see at the California Capital Air Show is my guest today, Ken Reeder from Redline Air Shows. And you have to wait till the end of the hour to find out the totally cool surprise that this team has for you when you go see them at the California Capital Air Show. You will be amazed, I promise. Speaking of air shows, where can you see the Renegade Aviator Air Show team? Two shows just around the corner. First, the California Capital Air Show. Go to CaliforniaCapitalAirShow.com and get your discount tickets in advance, September 21st, 22nd, and 23rd at Sacramento Mather Airport. It is fun for the whole family, so come on out. This is this is the same air show where you'll see Ken Reeder from Redline Air Shows, my guest today. And have you ever seen an air show at night? Well, you can on September the 21st at the California Capital Air Show. Let's see, where else will we be? We will be at Aviation Roundup in October. That is at the Minden Tahoe Airport in Minden, Nevada. Go to aviationroundup.com. You can also see the Blue Angels at this air show. So two great events, September and October. We'll see you there. Renegade Aviator. My name is Ken Reeder. I'm with Redline Air Shows. I fly as lead pilot, and I'm here with uh, David Casa on Renegade Aviator Radio. I'm a believer that success or any endeavor, success in anything we do has a story behind it, has a lot of hard work and a lot of practice to make it look easy. So could you tell us a little bit about that journey from GA pilot or or somebody like 
I saw on your website, you saw those blue angels when you were younger and you wanted to do this. What was that story behind this? You know, I, I started out young as having an interest in aviation and flying. My, my mom and, and dad were not pilots. Nobody in my family was, but my dad uh, has a, a passing interest in it. And when I was young, he'd stick me down to Lunkin Airport. And one of my first memories was getting uh, an airplane ride down there. Within a few days of that, there was the uh, Blue Angels flying in a, one of their shows back in when they were flying F-4 Phantoms. So this is way back in the day. And I was just mesmerized by it. Later on in my uh, late teens, I, I joined the Civil Air Patrol and was very active in that. Actually, in my early teens, in my late teens, I started getting into uh into flying, dabbling in it just a little bit, all I could afford. I started flying formally when I was 20 at an air, airport up in Dayton, Marine Airport. At the time, there were a couple of air show acts flying out of there, and Bill Montgomery flying uh, Miss Piggy, a, a, a 450 steerman. Uh, Harold Johnson was flying there. Uh, and just being around that atmosphere, uh, my first airplane aerobatic ride was the day I soloed in an airplane. And uh, John Black, he's an airshow pilot out of Florida. He currently is. We were real good friends, even to this day. And and I, so I caught the bug. So I started doing aerobatics, you know, more than 30 years ago. And then about, oh, I'm going to say maybe eight years ago, a, another team recruited me on to fly in a large aerobatic team. I kind of cut my teeth on, on how it worked there. John Thocker, my wingman on the on Redline Air Shows, was also on the team. He actually was part of the recruiting side of getting me on the uh, the, the other team. Well, we ended up practicing so much him and I together that we we split off of that team and and Redline Air Shows was born and and uh, the two ship much aerobatics as we can get out of our airplanes kind of kind of took off and, and we just love it. it. It's just a lot of fun. I had to sit on the runway for forty minutes. That's a story in America. Folks will listen to that story. Folks will stop doing the dishes. Oh my God, how long did you have to sit on the runway? <laughs> they made us sit on the runway for 40 minutes. Really, what happened after that? Did you fly through the air? Incredibly? Did you partake in the miracle of human flights? You can call the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Dial 888-366. 5256 or find us on Facebook at Flying for Liberty. It's interesting how much similarities there are and then how unique everything is. You said the, the F4 Phantom with the Blue Angels. I remember mine was the Thunderbirds and I met Lieutenant Colonel Roger Parrish when they were flying back in the F4s as well. Ended up at Civil Air Patrol as well. Uh, ended up becoming a, a jarhead, and of course, you know, we don't talk about the Air Force anymore after that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, th this is what I really want to impress upon people. You're going back 30 years, 30 years of hard work, mm -hmm. you know, 30 years of wanting to be something, and then eight years just kind of working into where you wanted to be to get to where you are now, and I think that people quit too early or no matter what they do in their lives, they, it may not be aviation, it may be something else, right. but they give it one or two years and they try it and they go, well, you know, gosh, right. I tried. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that's true. That, that is so funny because, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I started out building model airplanes you know, when I was 12 and, and cutting my teeth on recognizing what the problems were with, with flying the little airplanes, little toys. And I, I got to say that all that experience blended right into, honestly, watching somebody else fly a, an aerobatic routine or watching videos of myself and, and critiquing what I'm doing, going, oh, you know, I, I'm, I got too much rudder in here. I'm, I'm this. I got to work on this a little bit. Our timing's off, what have you. And all of that over all those years, I find that with my kids, my millennials, uh, that they are, are in for the the instant, I want to fill the square and then move on to something else, bigger and better, and I should be in charge type of thing. It's like, man, it took so many years and so many, well, let's just call it what it is, maybe failed attempts or didn't get it right the first few times, and I, I got I to gotta revisit the way I'm, I'm looking at the situation. Or the, and, but I'll tell you what, to actually be where I'm at, especially in the air show world, I'm lucky. I'm so so proud of where John and I have kind of uh, kind of fit into this mix. But it, it's it's a tough road to hoe, and there's a lot of competition out there, and there's and, and there's also a lot of help out there. A lot of guys, you know, Sean Tucker, Mike Gooley, and then you know, I could. Uh, there's so many people that have kind of nursed us through, and uh, Bill Stein, Ken, you, you know, look at doing it like this, and you know, and and ways to improve the show, and. You know, you gotta you gotta have your ears open and eyes open to all that. And we don't appreciate the people that fly us around. We just think they're stupid. You got on a plane and go, well, we're a little bit delayed because of the uh, weather. Oh, they don't know what they're doing. I can see out my little window that it's fine. None of us respects these people. Oh, every pilot is an amazing person. Even that pilot Sully who landed the plane on the Hudson River and saved a bunch of lives. And even once he did it, he got no credit. Everybody said, that was a miracle. That's what everybody said in the whole country. That was a sign that God is watching us, that he No, I think it was the pilot, maybe, who trained his whole life. And then the day came and he nails it and everybody goes, no, it didn't matter. It could have been a child because God was there guiding the plane. No, God threw the birds in the engines. All right, ladies and gentlemen, mark your calendars and come out for a great time. September 21, 22, and 23 at Mather Airport in Sacramento, California. CaliforniaCapitalAirShow.com. The California Capital Air Show featuring the United States Air Force Thunderbirds, CaliforniaCapitalAirShow.com. Sign up and become a California Capital Air Show insider and save up to 30% on your 2018 tickets. As a California Capital Air Show insider, you get the flying schedule for the air show weekend, air show performer announcements, and a look behind the scenes and first dibs and access to special insider-only discounts and offers. Come on out and see all the performers with a few special treats that you won't see anywhere else. Go to CaliforniaCapitalAirShow.com and get all the details. This is David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. I will be there, and I'm looking forward to meeting you at the California Capital Air Show 21, 22, and 23 September. See you there. Now, we got a lot to fit in on this show. We are back with Ken Reeder, lead pilot of Redline Air Shows, flying RV-8s in close formation. Listen to this guy. He's got good stuff to say. 
Absolutely. You know, the, the help is out there, and I think a lot of people sometimes get too proud or maybe, hey, look, I flew uh, X, Y, or Z, so you need to get any input from anybody else. And, and I think right. what, what, you know, what professionals like you, Redline Air Shows brings, is another story of the same story, that story of success and hard work and going out there and, and taking those taking those bumps and bruises, but at the same time learning from those people that have been there ahead of each one of us. Right. Tell me about another excuse people want to say, well, you know, I don't have an extra or I don't have a Blue Angels fighter jet. You fly airplanes that we see at the local airports. You do some amazing things with those airplanes. Tell us about the RVs that you fly. Yeah, so the, the RV-8, it, it comes from a series of kit-built airplanes uh, going all the way back into the 70s. And Richard Van Grunsman uh, designed these, first of all, for a for himself, a personal airplane. And then models that, uh, different things that he liked or wanted to add to each one of these. And they, the kit series, Vans Aircraft, RV-8, RV-6s, and uh, there's other models. Uh, you'd have to look at the website that, that have side-by-side seaters or tandem seating or single seat, for that matter, or four seats. And the RV is a kit that you built. I built four of them. My partner, John, has built ten, so he puts me in shame. And um, with the enjoyment back to the days of me building the kit planes, right, the little toy airplanes, the, the build is exactly the same. The process is very similar in a lot of ways. And they're, 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 uh, years of, honestly, of every night and, you know, most weekends getting in there and, and working on this thing very diligently and, and put the satisfaction you get from building them. And then to take an airplane that I built in, well, let's say it, my garage, in my hangar, and then take it and, and fly it the way we fly it there, to me, that is ultimate thrill. Now the, the RV series of airplanes, they're, they're the airplane that are not the extra, or the Edge 540, or, or MX2, or, or so forth. They're very good aerobatic airplanes, but they are more designed for, I'll call it, gentlemen's aerobatics. They fly very well inverted. They're, you know, they don't fly as, as quick and as responsive, uh, responsive as, say, like a, a Pitts S2B biplane that, you know, has, it does only aerobatics well. And, and a lot of these other ones, even the extra and the Edge, they, you know, you can fly them and aerobatically very well, but in other areas, they're not quite as uh, user-friendly, we'll say. The RV series, and spe- specifically because I love the RV-8, it is designed to all that very well. It won't get first place probably in any category, but it's going to get second place in every single one of them, and which means it does very well at, at speed and economy and real good at aerobatics and short field, soft field landings. They're, they're great all-around airplanes. And what's really unique is my RV-8, I actually have two of them, and I built both of them. Both of those are they're fully all weather, we'll call it IFR in, in pilot terms, capable. And I have autopilot and, you know, traffic and weather, and, and I got XM radio. So, <laughs> you know, we just did a show. Yeah, isn't it great? And we did a show last weekend in Acapulco, Mexico. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio, and, you know, we took off out of there and, and came back in one day. It was about a little over uh, 10 hours flying time. But, you know, to have that capability, and the, the RVs have 
long range, long legs with the uh, even just the standard tanks. Uh, we we do put an AUX tank in for our long hauls, but uh, they are they're very good airplanes for well, like I say, almost everything. Do you mind my asking where you're going? Oh, I was going to go to the bathroom. This bathroom is for coach passengers only. Really? Who said that? Um, earlier I tried to use the one up there, and I was told that, you know, coach isn't allowed to use first class, so oh. we have our different areas. I am so sorry that they did that. That's terrible. Thank you for understanding. I'm still going to use the bathroom. Why would, why? I didn't stop you from oh, using that bathroom. because you're in first class, so you get to do whatever you want to do. Not at all. You get on first, no, you, you, you get free drinks, no, you get a hot towel. No. You... Just because I'm sitting up there, you're making a generalization about me, but I'm not like a first class person. I'm, I'm, I'm coaching. Really I'm coaching. You're not acting coaching. I didn't stop you. You're not acting coaching. I'm coaching. No, but you just think you care. get to walk back here. I'm you got it all wrong, okay? Oh, I'm sure that you'd I do. Up, are you'd be up in first class poor, if somebody bought you a ticket. Oh, poor you'd be up there in a second. Oh, poor little coaching girl. <laughs> She's so jealous because everybody else is more comfortable so than the coaching girl in first class. All right, ladies and gentlemen, mark your calendars and come out for a great time September 21, 22, and 23 at Mather Airport in Sacramento, California. CaliforniaCapitalAirShow.com. My name is Ken Reeder. I'm a lead pilot with Redline Air Shows, and I am on Renegade Aviator Radio with David Costa. People, when they come out to an air show, it's cool to see military heavy iron. It's cool to see, uh, you know, specifically built aerobatic airplanes, but it's also good for people to see what regular, not that the RV is a regular airplane, I mean, it's a very capable airplane, but what people can do when they know how to fly an airplane properly. And I think when I watch your videos and see what you guys are doing with those airplanes, these are airplanes that we see people owning and operating, and it goes to proof with proper training, with a lot of hard work and practice, that you can go out there and have fun in aviation. It's not just buying cross-country airplanes or buying a jet to travel, but aviation has a lot of aspects. And that RV series for people to come out to the air shows and see what you do and see the fun that you're having on a plane that, as you said, you built in your garage, there really is no excuse out there for people to get into aviation and do it safely, showing that these aircraft are strong. And go out there and get some aerobatic training. Uh, you know, go out there and yeah. learn for those pilots, right? I mean, I, I train jet pilots all the time. It's amazing mm-hmm. how many people don't have those basic stick and rudder skills that you demonstrate with your air show uh, because it's very nicely done. I mean, I, I, I watched you. you live. So I've seen your videos. Very nicely done. Yeah, you know, and that is the truth is, you know, a lot of people that own the RV series and the RV8 specifically, they they don't really realize what the airplane is, is capable of. And many years ago when I built the first RV8, this is in the late 90s, somewhere in there I read some articles and they weren't from Richard Van Grunsman, the designer, they were from somebody else talking about him talking. And they said something to the effect that uh, he wasn't really didn't. I, I got the impression he wasn't in in approval of the aerobatics that the, those airplanes were doing. Let's fast forward this 15 years, and about three years ago, we did a uh, show at Oshkosh, 
and you know we're going down the line and they're they're we call it the clap lap car and this is you know the uh convertible when we're sitting on the back and and lo and behold there's thousands of people there it was just amazing neat neat to be performing there for us for sure and as we're going down i see a guy leaning over the the the, the line waving at us as we're going by and i'm like i looked at john i said do you know who that is and, you know, and that's Richard Van Gogh, the guy that designed our airplane, and he's got his thumb up in the air. And I went over and talked to him later that day, and I had met him many years earlier, and he wouldn't remember me from anybody. But after talking to him, he was like, I always wanted to do everything you're doing with the airplane. You guys are flying it the way I designed it. And uh, he says, you're not, I can tell by your show, you're not pushing the limits on anything Anything outside the box, all everything we're doing is a stock RV eight airplane, and the G limits are all within tolerances. And and uh, and he's like, man, that is great. I wish I had more time, and I could have gotten into that more. For uh, for me personally, that was like the the biggest boost I had had in you know, years. That was it's great to hear somebody say that, and I'm so happy for what we're doing. But they really are. They're they're good airplanes. And there's a lot of other airplanes that are similar to this that I think I think for some reason the aerobatic side, the it, you know learning how, what your airplane is really capable of, you know slowly and methodically, it's really it, it, it makes me a better pilot just to to explore what the airplane can do and and, uh, and what I can do personally. That's another part of it. Two hundred nine at ground control. We're loaded and ready to taxi. Goodbye, Bill. Goodbye, darling. I love you, darling! 209er, taxi to runway 19er. Flight 209er, you are cleared for takeoff. Roger. Huh? LA departure frequency 123.9er. Roger. Huh? Request vector. Over. What? Flight 209er, clear for vector 324. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Our radio clearance, over. That's Clarence, over. Over. Roger. Huh? Roger, over. Who? Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. Here he is, the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Ken Reader from Redline Air Shows, a two-ship air show act that you will see at the California Capitol Air Show, September 21, 22, and 23, in Mather, or at the Mather Airport, in Sacramento, California. Go to CaliforniaCapitalAirShow.com. But here we go, Ken Reader, Redline Air Shows. The whole fun of the air show, taking that, that, that dirty lap, people look back and they go, that hard work, I don't know if I can do that. I mean, I assume you have a life outside of air shows. And, and yeah. do, do people really understand what it is to put an air show team together and do all the traveling so that you can enjoy those that victory lap. There's a lot. There's so much that goes on before that. 
um, which is also fun, but it, it's that hard work. And I think a lot of times people don't appreciate the hard work and they're, and they may lament over the fact that, geez, I'm just a student pilot today and it's, it's an awfully long way for, for me to do X, Y, or Z. Could you help me or help our, our audience understand, you know, what it takes to put an air show season together? How much time are you spending on the road and kind of how much practice do you start with? Well, it's kind of interesting you say that I do have a life outside of air shows. I have a construction company, a property management company here in Cincinnati, and uh, there is a little bit of juggling that goes goes on there. We do somewhere between 15 and 20, and we've done as many as, as, as 24 shows in one season. So this year I think we're going to end up at probably 19 shows, kind of with books, a uh, week and a half from now, I start the, the, the second half, we'll call it, of the season, and I don't come home for 10 weeks. So I will come through the city and sleep here a couple times, but realistically, I'm off to the next show. And all of that prep, really, for the show schedule started about a year and a half ago. A lot of shows book out about a year. Uh, some call us at the last minute. Uh, we do have those for sure. But uh, generally speaking, they do book out about a year. Every year we have a convention in in uh, Las Vegas uh, in December, and and that kind of fills up all the holes that remain throughout the season. That uh, you know, and 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 these shows go realistically all over the world potentially. Probably ninety five percent of them are here in the U.S., but there are Mexico and Central America, and, and for that matter, uh, China, and a couple shows in Europe. And we do get calls from from all of those. And the prep work involved is, you know, not even counting the building of the airplane, which generally takes about three years to build an airplane. Hey, it's me again, the guy who can't stop, won't stop, on a comfy leather seat with lots of leg room and free direct TV, not to mention all the snacks I can eat, and boy, I can eat a lot of snacks. Let's hear it for the snacks. High five, low five, medium five, no five, doesn't matter, you can't stop me because that's why they call me Mr. Nonstop. That's why I fly JetBlue, because they don't stop, they're nonstop to cities I do business with, like Chicago, LA, Newark, DC, Baltimore, San Fran, Vegas, Charlotte, Raleigh, Phoenix, and Buffalo. Hey, what happens in Buffalo stays in Buffalo, am I right? Up top, high five. Not a high fiver either, nobody high fives anymore. Old school. I love it, I want it, I need it. You can call the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Dial 888-366-5256 or find us on Facebook at Flying for Liberty. But the prep work involved in in uh, a two-ship air show team is quite a bit. Uh, John and I practice a lot in the spring and a lot if we have a gap in our schedule. Uh, beyond that, what we fly, like I say, the remainder of the season here with these 11 shows, we, we won't practice in between because we shoot, we go from one show right to the next and, and we will, we will feel very, uh, in tune as it were for, for each week. But the, the, the prep does start, it starts with you learning how to fly your airplane very well. Now I fly the lead position for the team and my role is specifically is just to make sure that uh, we are in the right place at the right time. I'm responsible for the timing. Uh, I, for the most part, have, have come up with our, our sequence on what we fly and, and how we do it, but we are also, um, my, my role is to make sure that my aerobatics is very clean and very smooth and easy for, for John to follow. And John's role is just to make me look good. 
<laughs> that's it. <laughs> so, but you know, he he gets all the glory because his his role is equally as hard and and, and different. We'll say. Um, because, uh, you know, he is responsible for just that, making us look good, you know, trusting what I'm doing and then adjusting to what I, well, quite honestly, I don't do right or, you know, uh, I'm too quick in a role or I'm too quick at doing this or I do all the talking during the performance too to, to, to help us with our timing because there's parts of our show that we're at opposite ends of the airport doing our performance, not in visual range of each other. So uh, he's he's expecting me to say something on the, on the radio. The only time he ever speaks up is if there needs to be an adjustment, whether it's, you know, I, I got too much power in or whatever. But I'm responsible for us to, we call them gates. The easiest way to look at it is I when I'm coming in for a loop in formation, I need to start out with a certain amount of energy. You know, people kind of relate this to you need, you know, so much speed or power setting or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's part of it. But realistically, I've done so many loops that I know if I am at 1,200 feet and I'm doing about 110 knots at the bottom of the loop, I'm going to have somewhere around 190 knots, and I'm going to be about 200 feet, and that's what my my uh, gate at the top and another gate at the bottom. And if I don't see those parameters, we fly through. We don't want to do that, you know, during any air show. So we have done this so many times that we've come up with, well, I have to have a minimum of this. I want to have a maximum of this. And, you know, this is how the the, the sequence is going to uh, move forward to go from one maneuver right into the next and right into the next. We have new information now also on the plane crash. KTVU has just learned the names of the four pilots who were on board the flight. They are Captain Sum Ting Wong, Wee Tu Lo, Ho Li Fook, and Bang Ding Ao. The NTSB has confirmed these are the names of the pilots on board Flight 214 when it crashed. We are working to determine exactly what roles each of them played during the landing. You own a business. You're at the elite level. Any air show performer get asked to fly in front of a crowd of people. That's elite level. I, I think people, they look at their daily lives and they go, you know, I work eight hours a day and I just don't have any time to do anything. So here you are running a business, building an airplane, traveling all over the place. Words of wisdom, I guess. What words of wisdom could you provide with time management, with goal setting, because people would say, how does he do this? How do you and John fit this all in when most of us scratch our heads and go, geez, I worked eight hours today. I got no time left in my day. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of truth to that. But, you know, it's funny. Um, the, the first airplane I built, uh, I, I finished it, and I flew it for a year, flew to the West Coast, just thought, man, this is great. I didn't have an airplane to build. I felt like... Uh, something was missing. I wanted to build another one. At that time, I was younger. I didn't have the finances for it, so I decided to sell the airplane. My first RV, I decided to sell it. I'm on, and I put it up for sale, and it sold three days. My wife looks at me like I was nuts. I met this guy, and the guy that bought it, and he's from Kansas area, and 
he, I, I started talking to him about, oh, you know, so, you know, what do you do and this and that? And he, I don't want to say something like 6,000 acres. And he had four, I do remember this, 4,000 head of cattle. Uh, he, in the summer, he would uh, move the cattle off of it and he would farm it all. He owned four airplanes. And oh, mine was going to be the fourth airplane. I'm listening to all this. And I'm like, and he, and he told me how many hours he was flying. And I, I looked at him and said, you know, how do you have time for all this? He was an older guy. He looks at me and says, well, if there's two things in my life I figured I'd, I'd try to avoid. One, I don't watch any TV. And two, I, don't try, I try not to sleep very much. <laughs> and, but there's a little bit of truth I took from that in that, you know, i got to allocate my time and what's important to me. I, I am the guy that, you know, stretches my schedule quite a bit. But I, I fill in every day and every, every moment of every day as much as I can with the things I want to do as much as I can. And for me, I, I, you know, I'm kind of a goal-oriented guy, and uh, persistent is also what goes along with it. And so when I started the project, I, I just figured, you know, I, even if I, for building the airplane, even if I walk out there and, and don't drive a single rivet, but I figure out how to draw what I'm going to do the next night, I'm going to walk out there every night to make sure I do at least something on the airplane. And uh, I used to get home from work, and I'd walk out there and turn on all the lights in the garage, a detached garage, and I, before that I had a barn. And I'd turn on all the lights, go in and eat dinner. Well, I had to go back out to turn the lights off. <laughs> so that was, that was my push to push me out, back out the door and walk out there and turn the lights off. Well, while I'm out here, I might as well just do a few things. <laughs> but that's, that's outstanding. It's just showing up. It's being present. It's being there. And... All right, well, we got to cut it there real quick. We're back for one more segment with Ken Reeder of Redline Air Shows. If you want to be successful, start, show up, be consistent. Pretty simple stuff. Anybody can do it. We'll be right back. Dave Costa, Renegade Aviator. Questions, comments, suggestions, or recommendations? Call the Renegade Aviator at 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message. This is the Renegade Aviator with your host, David Costa. Had to go quick, didn't it? Final segment of our show with uh, Ken Reeder from Redline Air Shows. And Ken is uh, brought to us courtesy of the California Capital Air Show. So come out and see Ken, see the Air Force Thunderbirds, see a whole bunch of people, including me, the Renegade Aviator. I'd love to to meet each and every one of you. we got some uh, cool giveaways for all of our fans to come out and see us. 
but go to CaliforniaCapitalAirShow.com. That's CaliforniaCapitalAirShow.com, so you can get all the information on this air show. And uh, then call my office if you have any questions, 888-366-5256. Right now, Ken Reader, lead pilot, Redline Air Shows. You're going to want to see these guys, so come on out. In the meantime, here he is. Good guy. Excuse me, sir. Uh, there's been a little problem in the cockpit. The cockpit? What is it? It's the little room in the front of the plane where the pilots sit. That's not important right now. You see, the first officer is ill, and the captain needs someone to help him with the radio. Do you know anything about planes? Well, I flew in the war, but it was years ago. I wouldn't know anything about it. Would you go up, please? The stewardess said... Both pilots. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Doctor, I've checked everyone. Mr. Stryker's the only one. What flying experience have you had? Well, I flew single-engine fighters in the Air Force, but this plane has four engines. It's an entirely different kind of flying, altogether. It's, it's an, an entirely, entirely different, different kind of flying. flying. Besides, I haven't touched any kind of plane in six years. Mr. Stryker, I know nothing about flying. But there's one thing I do know. You're the only one on this plane who can possibly fly it. You're the only chance we've got. My name is Ken Reader. I'm a lead pilot with Redline Air Shows, and I am on Renegade Aviator Radio with David Costa. Yeah, I encourage so many people, get out to these air shows, because what you're not seeing, and, and I hope everybody hears this in this interview, you're not hearing hair-on-fire, wild, crazed pilots. You're hearing people that are professional, measured, safe, so that excitement of the air show, I, I tell people this all the time, bring that into your life, what you want to do. How, you know, what are your big goals? I mean, it makes no financial sense, and I hope that you'll agree with me, Ken, on this. It makes no financial sense to go out and fly air shows. But, <laughs> yeah, I would agree. To, you know, because I, I happen to own a, you know, TS-11 Iskra jet that I'm just getting into the air show scene with, but I'm, I'm talking to experienced people just like you, and I'm going, this doesn't make any financial sense, but boy, does it jazz me up for the rest of my week. <laughs> yeah, right. right. You know, and, and you know, it's just a love of, of doing it. And, 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 and it can't be all personal because it's, it's not. And I noticed about my, my partner, John, uh, in the air show thing, we both love doing the air show and we love kind of, first of all, getting out of these, all these personalities in the air show or whether it's the air show pilots but it is the organizers it's the volunteers it's everybody related to this these are of the biggest group of a personalities motivated i i have a goal and you know because a lot of these promoters and and air bosses and everything else they're not doing for the financial side of it either that these these folks especially at these these small little airports, you know, I want to put on a really good show for all the local people here because, you know, we do this every, you know, two years, 
And and I, and I look at the motivation there, and and, I, and I, sometimes I think, wow, that's a lot of work for them. They plan to do this air show that I'm going to perform at for a weekend. They, they plan this for a year. And I show up, I had better be ready. So I feel this big responsibility that when I get there, I better have my ducks in a row and be ready to fly, you know, mistakes uh, taken away, all, all, all this figured out before I arrive. But it is, it is so motivating to be around those type of people that are all pointing their, their, their boats in this direction and they're, they're rowing to get there. And I, I like that, that feeling of this uh, common goal. You can call the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Dial 888-366-5256 or find us on Facebook at Flying for Liberty. Something else we have in common. Flying on the airlines and listening to the airlines announcements and trying to pretend to ourselves that the language they're using is really English. Doesn't seem like it to me. Whole thing starts when you get to the gate. First announcement. We would like to begin the boarding process. Extra word, process. Not necessary. Boarding is enough. We'd like to begin the boarding. Simple, tells the story. People add extra words when they want things to sound more important than they really are. Boarding process. Sounds important. It isn't. It's just a bunch of people getting on an airplane. Here he is, the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. My name is Ken Reeder. I'm a lead pilot with Redline Air Shows, and I am on Renegade Aviator Radio with David Costa. Ken, let's just tell us what the people are going to expect. We're going to see you out at the California Capitol Air Show, and I'll tell us what they're going to see when they come out and see you and John at Redline Air Shows. You guys are in for a treat. John and I do a couple of uh, different performances. One is a day performance, uh, which is kind of flying the airplane to to the max of, of what it is capable of and what we are capable of, all in tight formation. John's just a few feet off my wing the whole time, and it's a very dynamic performance, uh, inverted. We actually took a couple ideas from the uh, Thunderbirds and Blue Angels and incorporated that in our show, so that's a lot of fun. But on top of that, we have a real treat. This is this is something that we haven't done in California. This will be the first show. And it, we do a fireworks show. The fireworks is mounted to our wingtips. Uh, we do this in full dark, and we're going to shoot. It is about 480 individual fireworks off of our airplanes while we're flying an aerobatic show. So it is, it is really something. It's all tied to music. And at this show, the California Capital Air Show, there's going to be something that even extra. We're having fireworks shot from the ground while we're doing the performance. So uh, we did it uh, just a few weeks ago in, in Oshkosh, the biggest air show in the world, and we're, we're taking the same team of people and we're bringing it to, to uh, California Capital Air Show. So you guys are going to love it. So once again, see, goal setter, you set the bar again, right? You weren't, you weren't happy with just doing a regular air show. Now you've got to find it. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
that is in and of itself. I'm going to look forward. I'm going to be out of that air show. I'm going to look forward to uh, seeing that because that's something unique, something different, and that's what it is. That's inspiring. I mean, so many people haven't seen a night air show, and California Capital is one of the few. Not one of the few. There's there's a bunch of them, but it's rarer, I guess, to go out and see a night air show or a twilight air show. Yeah, so that's yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, this this will be something else. Yeah, we we are really looking forward to to uh, to bringing it out there too, and, and showing our stuff, and and uh, to have this coming. Uh, you know, the fireworks from the surface is yet yeah, we we don't know if it's been done before, and then we know it's not been done the way we're doing it. So that's that's really unique. <laughs> it's my games. Ken, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to meeting you. And as, as a new guy in the air show uh, world here, I'm looking forward to get your critique, your criticism, and keep me in line out there. But this has been a great interview. I really enjoy it. enjoyed having you on the show. And I am look forward to seeing you and John out there at California Capitol. Well, thank you very much. I'm definitely looking forward to, to coming out there to it. And, uh, uh, yep, I'm, I'm looking forward to shaking your hand. All right. Thanks, Ken. All right, folks. Well, great. The show went quick again. I don't have a whole lot of time, but I want you to hear the commonality each and every week. Bring you air show performers. We bring you regular old people in aviation. We bring you kind of unique stories. And what I really want to press upon you is that success leaves traces. You hear similar things. The stories may be different, but you hear people that achieve great things, like you listening. You have it in you to achieve anything you want in life. But when you listen to this show, whether you're a pilot or not, whether you like aviation or not, this show reaches a wide audience. Listen to what the guests are saying, because the secret is in here. Each and every week, these same nuggets come up. Hard work, dedication, taking responsibility, never giving up. You can do this just as well as anybody else, but you have to put your mind to it. We believe in you. Hope you believe in yourself. 888-366-5256. I'd love to hear from you. What can we do better? What do you want to learn about? What do you want to talk about? Dave Costa, Renegade Aviator, will be back next week. See ya. Questions, comments, suggestions, or recommendations? Call the Renegade Aviator at 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message.